This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted questions every Monday. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question, great. Uh, you get to ask me one, so come up with the best one you got and send it to me. Go over to nononsenseforex.com slash askvp. Fill out the form, and I will get back to you within 48 hours. Now, we're going to do a bit of a downshift here in episode 10. We had a really nice head of steam going. Everybody's getting excited after episode 9 because everybody loves indicators, and we were starting to put an actual plan in place. And that gets everybody really, really excited because after all of these videos and podcasts of me sitting there telling you what not to do, uh, we actually put something in place. I said, hey, this is what you need to start doing. Go do it. It took all the way till episode 9, but we got there. But here in episode 10, we're going to downshift just a little bit because this is a question I've been getting a lot lately, and I think it's really important and we probably should have gotten it earlier. I just wasn't getting the question. But if you guys have ever seen my elimination video, it's in the core concepts playlist on YouTube. I will link it below. The main point of that video is to get rid of all of the things that are or may hold you back from actually doing well in this market before you even think of putting your plan together. You can't fly with a 200-pound weight on your shoulders. you got to get rid of that weight first, then you can fly. Now, I'm not going to bury the lead here. You guys all know what the question is for this week because you have all read the title. But there could be some of you right now and a lot of you who are just starting your Forex trading adventure who could end up stuck in a bad broker. And absolute worst-case scenario, you could have a fantastic algorithm, be laser-tight on your money management, and just be out there taking over the world in the Forex market, uh, and then a bad broker can pretty much ruin everything. Almost did for me. We'll go over that too. I think some of you guys have heard this story, but uh, we'll go over it again in a little more detail because I'm getting this question a lot. People really do want to know, and I think a lot of you are just starting out. Uh, so this is important. Let's go ahead and get right to it. Here in episode 10, we have Samah from Lebanon. Did not say which city, but good to have the Middle East representing. A lot of Forex traders in the Middle East. Good to have you on board. And his question is this, what's the best Forex trading broker? And my answer every time is, why the hell are you asking me? I'm American. We have like four or five legitimate choices out here. We are very, very tightly regulated here in the land of the free, a country where in 95% of it, you cannot place a sports bet. You cannot trade gold and anything more than a one-to-one -one leverage, which kills me. I could be retired by now. And our choices on Forex brokers are very, very slim. But I digress. Let me tell you, instead of bellyaching about overreaching governments, let me tell you four main things that you really want to look out for when you're choosing your Forex broker. And if your current broker does not have these four things, strongly consider changing. So let's start with number one. Make sure your broker is very large, heavy capitalized, and insured. Now you're going to have to do a little bit of homework on this one because the governing bodies that oversee uh, brokers and the way they are insured is going to change from country to country. But there are plenty of fly-by-night brokers out there that don't look like fly-by-night brokers. Do your homework. Now, why do you want them to be large? Why do you want them to be so heavily insured? In case everything goes sideways. In case shit really, really hits the fan. Now, you might be saying, well, that doesn't really happen. That's all conspiracy theory nonsense. No. How long ago did this happen? Three years? The Euro-Swissy crash completely wiped out the broker I was a part of. 
I had my money in FXCM, uh, which was, it's still around um, in a different form now, but it was one of the biggest brokers you could have here in the States. And I loved it, loved everything about it. Now, there are two types of brokerage platforms out there. Dealing Desk, which they make their money by taking the opposite side as you do. They can't discriminate on who they do this. They have to do it with everybody. But it's not a bad idea. I mean, you know how many people in this market lose. You know, you actually, if you have a Dealing Desk broker, if you own it, you get to be the casino. Now, there is nothing better than that. If I was starting a Forex brokerage firm right now, that's exactly how I would do it. But the other method is an ECN broker. And in a nutshell, what they do is they just make their money off of spreads that are slightly higher. But their advantage, their so-called advantage, is that they get their trades filled a little bit quicker than the dealing desk companies do. It's I mean, You're splitting hairs at this point. It does not matter which one you go to because the FXCM is an ECN network. They had a little bit higher spreads. But they had that extra security of if things were to really go south on you, that you would get at least get your orders filled. And guess what did not happen for most people on in January of 2015? It was, it was a gigantic crash. For those of you who don't know, the Swiss National Bank came out earlier in the decade and they said, okay, our currency, the Swiss franc, is going to get pegged to the euro, meaning it will not ever go under 1.20 euro. And stayed true to form. If you look at a chart back then, you saw that thing just bounce along the 1.20 line and it would never break through it. So traders thought they were slick and they're like, well, it can only go one way if it goes anywhere. It's only going to go up. And at one point, for every one trader who was short the Euro Swissy, there were 70 traders long. I have never seen a ratio like that in my entire career. Now, those of you who remember what happened and those who are fans of No Nonsense Forex, already know what's going to happen in this situation. It's, it's a complete layup. The banks see all that free money sitting there going long. Do you think they're going to take price long and reward all those people and just take it in the shorts? No, they're going to find a way to gobble up all that free money. And that's exactly what they did. Out of nowhere, that peg got removed. And imagine falling through a trap door and falling 100 stories down. That's what that chart looked like. You can go look right now. Now, if you were long the Euro Swissy at the time, you might be thinking, well, I'm going to be okay because I have stop losses in place. Um, even if everything does go south on me, at least I won't lose too much. Well, you would be wrong. Price moved down so fast that people's stop losses didn't even get triggered. Instead of having that safety net, you went right through the safety net and just continued falling. This is something called slippage. And these ECN brokers are supposed to be getting their trades off faster than dealing desk brokers do, so this slippage happens a lot less. But in these worst-case scenarios, it just doesn't matter. Now, it would have been in FXCM's best interest probably to be a dealing desk. I'm sure they would have made some pretty good money off that. But they were on the hook for a lot of money because they were not. Now, remember, too, you probably only had enough money in your account, if you're one of these people going long, for price to drop down to maybe 115 And it went way further than that. So that's the scary part about Forex is in extreme situations like this, you can take your account all the way down to zero and then even further into negative territory and then you owe. Now, luckily I was not in this trade, so none of this really applied to me, but one of the largest brokerage firms in the world had to get bailed out and all of their American clients were moved over to Forex.com. 
but they ended up being okay in the end, but they were pretty much a shell of what they were before. I knew a lot of people that actually worked there. I got to meet them here at a convention in Las Vegas, and a lot of them don't work there anymore um, because of that. But my point is this. They got bought out pretty quickly. They got bailed out fairly fast compared to what you would expect on something like this because they're so big. If they were a little fly-by-night company, most people might not care. But believe you me, no matter what that company owed, they had tons and tons of traders that were now up for the taking. You could scoop up tens of thousands of traders for pennies on the dollar. And that's exactly what Lucadia did when they came in and bought them up. So if things go south in a really, really bad way, you want to be on board with a company that somebody is going to really want to buy. Because if they were allowed to go completely insolvent and nobody would have bought them up, I would have lost all my money. And I did nothing wrong. But things were pretty tedious there for a bit. And I'm glad when I, I was all, it was all said and done. I have no regrets, but I'm just glad I was on board with a firm that people really wanted to scoop up after they crash and burn. So that's a little pro tip there for you. Look at your own broker, and if nobody's ever heard of them, maybe you need to reevaluate things. Maybe you don't, but don't say I didn't warn you. Now, number two... Uh, this almost everybody does this, but I know brokers that don't make sure they allow demo trading and make sure they don't say that you can only demo trade for a short period of time. There's brokers out there that sure you can demo, but after three months or six months, they're going to say, okay, it's time for you to start putting real money in our account. Stop screwing around. Uh, if you have watched or listened to, I should say episode six, I recommend you demo trade for a while. Um, and you're going to want to do that. If anything, just to get comfortable with the platform you're on, there's nothing worse than missing out on a great trade or losing money because you're fumbling around on your platform. You need time to get used to things. You need time to put your system together and see if it works. And there are brokerages out there that don't really allow you to do that. So before you decide on one, call ahead and find this out. It's critically important here. And the larger ones will probably let you do this because they are very well capitalized. They really don't care. The smaller ones need your money now. So they are more likely to not allow you to demo trade for that long. But again, one phone call is all it takes. Find this out and then move on. Now, number three, make sure it allows an MT4 trading platform, especially if you want to trade the no-nonsense Forex way. MT4, MetaTrader 4, has by far the most options in terms of indicators, and in my opinion, it has some of the best. All the ones I spoke about last episode, they're all MT4 indicators. You might be able to get them on other platforms, but I don't think you can get most of them on other platforms. MT4 is the place to be. And if your broker doesn't allow it, there is only so far you're going to be able to go here. Just saying. And the last one, number four, uh, make sure that you are happy with their customer service. While you are demo trading with them, um, find a question you've always wanted to know or just create a problem out of thin air and then get a hold of them and find out how they handle it. Most companies will outsource their customer service to a country that does not natively speak your language. This really sucks, but it's just something you have to deal with because if there's any time that you really want somebody that completely understands you and you understand them, it is when your actual money is on the line. I'm not sure why this still happens, especially in an in industry like Forex, but it does happen. Um, but that can be okay. I'll go ahead and say it now. I am currently with Oanda, O-A-N-D-A. Um, they are very large, and their customer service I have never once had a problem with, even though I can tell that English is not their first language. I'm very happy with them on live chat and on the phone. 
On the other hand, Interactive Brokers, which is the company my firm uses, can suck a dick. Absolutely horrible customer service, absolutely horrible everything. The only reason we use them is because we're kind of forced to because our firm has a stocks division, an options division, and a forex division, and you can easily transition through all three with Interactive Brokers. Not one person I've ever talked to at the firm actually likes Interactive Brokers. We're just all stuck with them for that reason. But it has no MT4 platform. Its own platform is a complete flaming dumpster fire. And their customer service never seems to know the answer to your problem. And this just goes to show, guys, that two brokers uh, that are both really, really big um, can be very, very different. And it's not like one broker is charging you more money than the other one is. It's all free to enter. So go pick the best one. Why wouldn't you do that? Set yourself up to succeed before the game even starts. So again, to recap, you want a broker that is large, heavily funded, heavily capitalized, and heavily insured. You want a platform that allows you to demo trade as long as you feel like demo trading. Uh, The good thing I will say about Awanda, it has a demo platform that never expires. It absolutely must have MT4. If you're going to be a technical trader at all, MT4 is far and away going to put you at the best advantage as a technical trader over any other platform out there. I have used NinjaTrader. I have used Thinkorswim. It's not even close, guys. And then make sure you're happy with their customer service. You are going to use it. You are going to have problems that involve your money. Make sure those problems are going to be solved. Now, to answer the original question, What's the best Forex trading broker? If you're asking me, I'm going to tell you it's the one I'm on because I've done my homework and it's where I currently want to be. It's Awanda. Now, Awanda has their own issues. Do they widen spreads tremendously during news? Yes, but I know they do that, so I'm, I'm ready for it when it happens. Uh, but really, apart from that, I'm pretty darn happy with them. I'm, I'm not affiliated with them in any way. But um, if you're asking me, that would be my answer. Uh, they're extremely large. They take Americans. They don't give me any hassle. Their customer service has always been good. You could do a lot worse. Now, a quick note from episode nine. Um, Some people were wondering where the best place to go to find indicators that were under the radar. And I mentioned that in the blog. If you don't know the answer, if you don't have a place to go yourself, go to the blog for episode nine and it's right there. There are a handful of places I go. Some of them I like to keep secret, but the largest one I don't. I put it right there for you to use and go play with. And of course, as always, if you'd like to support the podcast, please give me a five-star review on iTunes. Those really do go a long way. Uh, Follow me on Spotify. We are dominating that platform. Thank you to all Spotify Nation out there. But wherever you are on the planet, wherever you're listening, get your broker right. Start putting those indicators together. Let's go get it.